Welcome to Postpartum Empowerment, where our goal is to equip you in your journey to mental wellness through your pregnancy and postpartum season. I'm your host, Samantha Newman, and while I have a passion for this topic, I want to note that I'm not a substitute for medical and psychological care. I'm just a mama who has been where you are now and have a passion for sharing hope and encouragement where I can. Today is part two of my conversation with Jennifer Bryant from Practical Family. If you didn't listen to part one, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen so you can soak up all of Jen's wisdom and encouragement. And make sure you come back because today's episode is full of golden nuggets you won't want to miss. So without further ado, here's the rest of my conversation with Jennifer Bryant. So you encourage moms to believe they're enough, but what if they don't feel like enough when they can't even get out of bed to care for their baby or, you know, whatever their situation is? Yes. Oh, and, and this is the very real part about postpartum depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. is that, and and how my sister was describing it to me too. um, She was like, Jen, there is just, there's no way you, you can't even hear sometimes the help that other people are giving like the solutions right and when you're in that place um there there's almost like like a like a deafness going on because everything is swirling and your mind is doing crazy things because your hormones are going crazy your your body's a wreck you know you're sleepless you know all the things that i don't need to go into detail because you all, if you're listening to this, you, you're probably going through it or you understand Mm. that, but Mm. recognizing, and that's part of the O and observe, like observing what is actually happening. And, you know, it may not just be, if you can't get out of bed in the morning, you're going to have to walk through your steps very slowly. And even if you just stay on the O and the V, the observe invent part, doing that out loud, even talking to God about it, praying through where I am right now. I want to tell you that it's okay because even when you're in that place, you are still enough. You are not a broken down person, even though you may feel like it, you are still incredibly valuable Mm. in the state you are in, even in the lowest place. Mm. And I want to encourage you if you're listening to believe that if you can't do anything else for yourself or even at the point where you can ask for help, you will get there. There is hope. You will absolutely get there. But if you can only just believe that you are enough right where you are in the season, in the day, in the moment you are in, you are still valuable. You have not failed. You are not a failure. You are not not doing this mom thing right or well. It's just the reality of the human condition. And if we give ourselves permission to be okay with ourselves, even in that darkest place, we'll be able to build the resilience and the compassion for others when they go through it, (laughs) the compassion for maybe our former selves, because we can look back months or years and go, oh, wow, I've come a long way, but I remember how far low I was Yes, right after baby. And to just not allow that, that critical voice to come over you and say, wow, I didn't, 
I didn't do it as well as her, as the other mom over there. Because comparison kills too. There's there's just yeah. no room for that. There's yeah. no room for that in the in the life of a new mom because it's it's difficult. And embracing what is true of yourself in this time is is the most important thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. And you don't know what that other new mom might be going through. I mean, she might be going through something and just not be showing. Um, I know when I was like at my lowest point, if I knew I was going to see someone, I would make sure my hair and makeup and, you know, the way I was dressed was good because I didn't want to talk about it with anybody. (laughs) So, Mm. you know, that was the one thing I could sort of push myself to do was to hide behind that wall so that at least I could appear to be okay when I knew I was going to see people. So yeah, so comparison really does get us nowhere because we have no idea what might be going on in their minds and hearts. And yeah, they may be going through the very same thing and we just don't know it. <laughs> That's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah, mm. it's it's more about owning your own story because a yeah. lot of times we'll go, why do I feel this junkie? She must not be feeling this junkie because I see her newborn or her postpartum pictures on Instagram. And yeah. She looks put together and let's, yeah, let's both tell the woman listening to this right now, Samantha, mm-hmm. she did what, what you did. And I, you, you put, you put yourself together for where and what you want to be seen as. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's not the whole truth. That's right. So do right. not compare your junky day to her prepared picture for Instagram. It's not the same thing at all. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just a few moments, uh, probably of one corner of her room, you know, Mm -hmm. that she happened to clean up enough to take a photo. Yeah. It's really not the whole, um, the whole picture of her life. Like you're saying. Yeah. 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 So how would you encourage a mom who is paralyzed by decision-making and afraid to make wrong choices? I love this question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I kind of want to hear um, your take on this, Samantha. Do you mind okay. sharing with me a little bit? Because I hear sure. a different take on it from different moms. When you think about um, all the decisions that need to be made postpartum, mm-hmm. what, what does that do to you? And how could, how could, you know, friends maybe help you walk through that? And, that, and then I'll give you my take on it. Yep. So I guess I'm going to rewind my story back to before I had my first son because I really was thinking that it would be fine once he got here. So I was really focused on the birth. I read a little bit about breastfeeding, but I wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really concerned for me because I thought it would all come naturally. And then when he got here, it was such a shock. He wasn't sleeping. He wasn't feeding right. And so I spent days just trying to feed him. And then I wasn't feeding myself and wasn't, you know, none of us were getting enough sleep. And, but then fast forward again to my second son, I was more prepared because I knew what to expect a bit better, but I still found myself with a toddler and a newborn. And that, yeah, that decision-making did feel paralyzing because you're not just making the decisions for your newborn and how to get them to sleep or how to, how you want to feed them or whatever, you're also making decisions for this toddler who's crashing your <laughs> your house while you're caring for the newborn. And it's yeah. like, I can't possibly keep up with all of this. 
So I guess to the mom who is feeling that way, where you just feel overwhelmed and you don't know what decision to make, first I would say uh, take any advice or books you read with a grain of salt and make it work for you. So if you're stressing about whether to let your baby, you know, whether to sleep train your baby or whether to do the attachment parent parenting thing, I would say don't feel like you need to go to both extremes. Just do what works for you at the time. Um, And that takes a lot of that pressure off of trying to make a decision because now having had three kids, you do get through that phase of newborn, no sleep. Uh, They do eventually sleep (laughs) and um, you know, and you eventually figure out how to feed them and, there is no shame in asking for help with any of that too. If you have someone you trust that you see that they're relaxed in their mothering journey or, you know, if it's your mom or your grandma, feel free to talk to them about it too because they'll probably comfort you to know that they went through something similar or that this worked for them. And um, yeah, just don't be afraid to try different things and yeah, take that pressure off yourself, I guess is what I would say to her. Right, right. And that pressure you're talking about, I think, comes from expectations that are yes. that are too high. Absolutely. You know, and that's basically I'm I'm gonna echo what you just said, Samantha, and in, in that um remember that your life is going to look different from from zero to one baby, very different. Mm-hmm. Right. Your your priorities are shifted <laughs> to this new human and learning how to respond when you never had to respond as a person to this little thing now. Um, and by little thing, I mean, human, new yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then going from second, from, you know, one baby to second, when you have a toddler, I, I did that. Mm-hmm. And my toddler had needs and she just learned to walk when, wow, when I had my second. And so here she is banging her head on all the things because she's <laughs> unstable yeah. and I'm unstable trying to feed this. For, and, and, oh, speaking of breastfeeding. Yeah. I, uh, it, it hurt so yeah. bad. It hurt me both babies. And it took me a good month to get past the raw nipple phase and yeah. Yeah. finally feel okay and not cry every time my kid needed food. But, um, you just can't expect your house to come together. I had piles of laundry around, you know, my, my husband and I had just bought a restaurant at that time. We, so we oh had, we're goodness. new business owners, right? What in the world were we thinking? But still you had like, three we, babies. <laughs> we, just, we had three big babies. Yes, we did. And our first baby, our restaurant is now 15 years old and doing well, praise God. But, wow. <laughs> But, um, you know, we got through that, but I could not expect my home to look the same or be put together the same as before. I have, I I tend to be a really idealistic person when I think of projects and getting things done and Mm -hmm. because I know I can, I'm ambitious and I know I can, but is it always realistic? No. So we Mm -hmm. have to learn from you just day to day, go day to day. What can I do? What is one simple thing that that I can make my goal for today? And if I get that one thing done, or maybe it's three things for you, like it, make it three maximum, three yeah. things max per day. That's a goal, a small goal to get done. And and hit the you'll be more likely to hit those goals if you make them simple and sweet and short. 
but let go of the dream of having laundry done and folded. Let go of the dream of having all the dishes done at once because you're going to have bottles. You're going to have probably like pumping accessories going on. You're going to have sanitization, whatnot happening, yep. right? So just expect it to be baby nurturing factory home. Like yeah. don't hold yourself to the same standard that you did before. And it's really, really, really okay. And if you if you can't stand how how messy or dirty things might get that you can't get to, again, it's okay to ask for help and have someone come in and help you clean. And Absolutely. I I know because I'm one of those moms. I wanted to help other people with their home. Like I enjoy cleaning and organizing for other people. Not mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. always happen for myself. <laughs> But I would have been stoked to be asked by a mama in need to help her. Uh, I would have been overjoyed that she wanted to accept my help in her life. And there are so Mm. many friends that I bet you have that who are, who are of that mindset and um, it can be good. It can be a good thing. Yeah. For both of you. Cause I think it helps us on the other side sort of to know that we're like, we know how it helps when someone comes and, does all of our dishes or all of our laundry. It's just such a relief. Um, and I want to add to what you said, Jen, that whenever we do make a to-do list, especially in those first, say, six months of having a baby, sometimes your to-do list needs to be have a shower or, yes, you know, yeah. have five minutes to rest my eyes. or <laughs> You know, it just needs to be simple. And then sometimes what I even do is, what have I already done today? And that I'll write that on my to-do list and I'll check it off because there's something <laughs> mental that happens there where you go, okay, actually I'm acknowledging what I already have done. I've kept a baby alive. I have uh, cleaned myself. I have fed both of us. You know, there's, there's a lot you do in that first six months, even though it's not tangible always, it's still important work. So yeah, I think it's a great idea to make a to-do list, but also make sure that you're acknowledging what you already have done because that's so important in our mental journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you already told us about the, the over analogy, which I just absolutely love. And if you don't mind, I think I'm going to, I'll post it on my blog with this podcast. If you don't mind me sharing that. Um, oh, sure. Cause sure. I think it'll and be helpful. Was- Yes, absolutely. And, and these are things that I talk about in the Enough Mom Collective. We're building the, Great. Uh, the, the Facebook group community. I'm so excited about this, Samantha, because, gosh, uh, when I started Practical Family a few years ago, I thought, okay, we're going to talk about super practical things, and it'll be all about how to, how to do things, you know, I didn't say the right way, but I think that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this journey as a family parenting blogger has brought me to this place finally where it's more so about moms and helping moms to find courage to be confident in their calling. And this is what the Enough Mom Collective is all about. So if you go to Practical awesome. Family backslash Enough Mom, mm-hmm. you'll find where to join the collective there. I'll be sending out emails really soon about that. But it's it's, oh gosh, it's just all about um, choosing courageous things, like asking for help. That's the kind of courage I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being super mom. I'm talking about being humble enough to admit that you can't do it all. 
and that it's okay. And that's where real growth and confidence is built. It's amazing how much, how much peace comes when you admit what you don't know. Yeah. And so just come on over there. And I've got actually this, um, this really cool freebie that I made for moms called contentment over comparison. And it talks about the over, right. It, it walks you through the over acronym and it helps you to go from, (laughs) from comparing your life to everyone else to actually finding contentment in what is true, real, and realistic. So working on those expectations there. Oh, that's wonderful. That'll be such a good tool for so many moms. And I will link that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want a quick link, um, I'll link it so that you can get straight to the Facebook page and or the practical family page that talks about the Enough Mom Collective. So, well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and speaking grace and truth over these moms that are listening and Um, I just know it's going to encourage them so much as they go through this week. So thank thank you. you. Me too. Me too. And thank you, friends, for listening to Postpartum Empowerment. I'm Samantha Newman. Now go forth knowing that you are not alone.